Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the sand. You could never understand. Feel the fortune flowing. You know it I came out for exercise, gentle exercise, and to notice the scenery and to botanise. And no sooner do I get on that accursed machine, then off I go, hammer and tongs. I never look to the, le- to the left or to the right. Never notice a flower, never see a view. Get hot, juicy, red, like a grilled chop. Get me on that machine and I have to go. I go scorching along the road and cursing out loud at myself for doing it. Pedal your blues away on this Monday morning in the first week of March in autumnal Melbourne, but I would say it's still summer. Welcome to the Arabug Bicycle Show here on Radical Radio 3CR. And if you haven't subscribed this year, get off the bike and go and do it. Many thanks to Amy Goodman, Goodman and Democracy Now! And many welcome to Faith. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. And our special guest this morning, Kia. Good morning. Welcome aboard the Tandem Plus Trailer. (laughs) 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 We've got a a look at cycling around Melbourne and the near environs this morning. And we've got a show, of course, we're locally featuring bikepacking. So we should get on to that as well. That quote, actually, which you don't hear very often is... um, that old racist H.G. Well, I mean H.G. Wells again, <laughs> like a grilled red chop. I could just see the overweight Englishman puffy and puffy up the hill, and the wheels of chance. Oh, Faith, tell us a bike moment to get us up and dancing. Uh, well, I don't know. It was a very quiet moment for dancing. Um, there was no music. I uh, my bike's been. Really rattly lately, it gets that way. There's a lot of bluestone in Melbourne and I have to cross it a lot. Um, and it doesn't particularly worry me, but the cranks have been creaking, or I thought it was a crank, so I uh, took it to the bike shop to get checked and um, 
they checked everything and tightened everything and it wasn't the crank, so I think it's a saddle. <laughs> but <laughs> but what I did notice, because this morning was the first time I've ridden it, yep. um, someone else picked it up for me because I was away. Um, so I jumped on it and headed off down the Bluestone Laneway from our street and it was like silence. Everything's been tightened. So no music to dance to. But you bring back one of those great quotes. There is beauty in silence and silence in beauty. Yes, yeah. You should find both in a bicycle. (laughs) And you don't don't sort of think you miss it, but when you get it, and you know it's not going to (laughs) last. But it's, yeah, it was very nice, very nice. Kia? I had a beautiful bike moment um, last week. Uh, I um, have been doing a lot of big cycling, but I had a really lovely moment, um, just kind of local cycling after work. Um, And uh, a friend and I um, jumped on our bikes after work and we rode our bikes down to Williamstown um, via the punt. And I love Ah. the punt. (laughs) It's it's always one of my favorite experiences. And um, I don't think I've ever gotten on it without acting like a tourist and taking a lot of photos (laughs) in my own city. Um, yeah, so we got the punt and then we rode in a, in a um, pretty brutal headwind down to the beach and we had a beautiful sunset swim and that headwind obviously turned into a gorgeous tailwind all the way home. <laughs> that was my favourite bike moment this week. Uh, it's a very good one. Which beach at Williamstown? The, oh, oh, around um, the back or yeah, further? Yeah, yeah, the further along. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a lovely spot. Great botanical mm-hmm. gardens down at Williamstown too, which is... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Wonderful minds are um, one of those rare things that happens every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, my ride to work's about 40 minutes. I didn't see one red light the whole <gasps> way. <laughs> I even came around the corner of the swimming pool and I could see the light change as I came around the corner. <laughs> and I'm going, this is not going to last. <laughs> but it did. But it did. Christmas admit, for you. I must admit I helped it a little bit. I know when the right-hand turn on one of the Sydney Road entries come, so I hung back a little bit. So <laughs> I have to put my foot down. Um been a funny week in Melbourne cycling. The big numbers, I go past one of the bike counters every day. So you get the sense of how many people are out in the road. And a couple of the hot days, was down to about 400 or so. Yeah. It was really quite weird. Then back up to 1,500 two days later. Yeah. And well, you this, can morning, see the mood. yeah. this morning I was looking, it was nearly 1,400 when I went past. Yeah. And the queue back waiting for the lights was huge even though it was quite late it was you know getting more towards nine o'clock yeah you know peak do we is there um a natural law about queuing up at those intersections i've noticed a fair bit of um what do they call it when you just ride to the head of the queue in the box (laughs) (laughs) do you notice that a bit It does happen a bit. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't see too much of that. Certainly not as much of it as you'd see somewhere like the Netherlands. Yeah. Where, you know, they think it's hysterical when they see this single file queuing. Like, that's (laughs) definitely something you do in cultures where riding isn't the norm. Right. Um, England. And America America and Australia. You know, the fact that everyone lines up in single file at the lights. Yeah. yeah. uh, Yeah. Well, we're very obedient. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I should have brought in the note in today, actually. If you don't get one of the 3CR's diaries every year, you're missing out on a few things. 
Today, actually, the 4th of March is the uh, anniversary of the Castle Hill Riot, it was called, where 200 convicts rose up, took over the guards, and then started to march in Sydney. Ah. So one of our very few rebellions. That's not 1804 that happened. So hmm. all power of the convicts rising up over the turnkeys. Mr. Morrison? No. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go on to a little bit of news. A bit's happening. The Australians are doing well at the, um, you know, round the, round the, round the, the velodrome. I think they won the pursuit. I can't remember now. They've done really well done in the medal counts, well. and there'll be a lot of um, sports media coverage of that of when you'll be able to be. find the details. Yeah. Um, the other thing that came out last week was the Mike Hall. The coroner's report, report. on um, the death of Mike Hall in the ACT, which was, I mean, I don't think anyone had really high hopes, but it was... <laughs> One of those moments that was a bit, well, just profoundly disappointing yeah. to see a, the coroner recognise that his death was avoidable, um, to recognise that the police, the AFP, had um, compromised their processes for handling evidence, which made it difficult to ascertain the level of uh Visibility, which was a, a huge issue, um, there did seem to be a lot of evidence about his visibility that for some reason is discounted and considered, you know, it just seems as as soon as it's about a cyclist, things that um, would normally be just accepted or taken are questioned in strange ways. And, and what I found really disappointing also in the reporting is the coroner made six recommendations um, to improve the safety of cyclists. And the the one of those six that most reports have picked out is that state governments require cyclists to use a flashing rear light when driving in low-light oh. conditions on a rural road, which um, I just, yeah, so... We have a fascination with this flashing lights where every other bike culture in the world bars them, but anyway. And a fascination with if, if a... Driver couldn't see a cyclist that it's something to do with the cyclist's dress or technology. Yeah. Whereas we know from research that drivers don't see cyclists no matter what they're wearing. What they're wearing. And often there's other reasons. I mean, this driver admitted to being distracted. Um, and yet the focus is on what the cyclist was wearing and carrying. Yeah. And, yeah. And another thing, we're very similar to England and America in this. It's yeah. very, you know, to read some of the reports of cyclists killed in America, nobody ever gets charged with anything. Well, the other thing is that, you know, normally if you hit someone from behind, you're always at fault, or unless you hit a cyclist from behind. Yeah. Which, in which case it seems to suddenly the road rules have changed. But, you know, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, the unfortunate part about it is, as you know, and everybody I've spoken to expected that exact report. Mm. Uh, it wasn't like it's, something's come out of the blue at all. No, uh, no. Uh, and in uh, very brief, better news for New South Wales, the Labor Party have committed to spending $412 million on infrastructure that makes it easier to ride and walk if they win the New South Wales state election next month. 
which um, is just an election promise. Who knows what it will come to? But um, it's certainly uh, something that they see it as a, a promise that needs to be made. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Soothe the horses early before you... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cynical, <laughs> Val. No, no, I'm not. How much of that original money that... The, you know, Mr. Andrews put away the first election has been spent. Well, nothing. 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 <laughs> nothing. Absolute nothing. We're going to be back talking about bikepacking after this. <laughs> You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. And you're back listening to the Arabug Radio Show on 3CR. As Val mentioned at the start, our guest today is Kia Matley. Hello. And Kia's going to be talking about her experiences bikepacking. Um, I think there's quite a big story here. So <laughs> I think what we could start off with is how you found yourself up at Wurundjeri Spur on that Saturday morning a few weeks ago at 6am. <laughs> yeah, that was for the, the Victoria Divide 550. Um, hardest, hardest and best thing I've ever done. <laughs> um, how did I find myself there? Um, I, want, I want to say that it's a long story, um, and in some ways it is, but um, in other ways it's been such a whirlwind. I've really only taken up um, serious cycling and bikepacking in the last year, um, and that all comes down to, um, I think, meeting just over a year ago somebody in um, the Melbourne Dirt community um, mm. who... Um, I, I met them at a, at, a, at a birthday party and they told me about this community and they added me to the group chat where I sat and lurked for a couple of months um, and, and finally was convinced to um, to go along to a skill session um, in preparation for um, the one of the cyclocross, the early cyclocross races for the season. Um, and I was very, very nervous about turning up to that first day um, and I, I shouldn't I shouldn't have been um, because as soon as I did I felt that I had I had dropped into the community that I was born to be in um, and everything has just kind of taken off since then. Since then, um, it's been a wonderful year. Mm-hmm. And I know when um, Melbourne Hurt first mm-hmm. started up, we had them on the show. But just for our listeners, maybe mm-hmm. remind them who Melbourne Hurt and Dirt are. Yeah, okay. So um, Melbourne Hurt and Melbourne Dirt um, are a community of women, trans and non-binary cyclists. And our primary aim essentially is is reducing and ultimately removing barriers to people of that demographic um, for taking up cycling. Um, yeah. So I, I found it and have found it to be um, incredibly empowering in my cycling career. And uh, so you started off with Melbourne Dirt. So this is sort of cyclocross training yeah, and trails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't sure. It's 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 so funny. I um, <laughs> when I was thinking about what bike I wanted, um, I wasn't sure if I wanted a mountain bike or a tour. And I, I, I bought a cyclocross bike because it could do kind of a little bit of both. Um, and uh, I I didn't realize that a, that cyclocross um, bike was going to be a ticket into this um, incredible community of of, of cyclocross racing. Um, and that's what I've spent most of the last year doing, in addition to bikepacking um, yeah. as well. So that was um, yeah. Yeah, really, really wonderful. Um, I've forgotten the question. 
we can um <laughs> so when you were doing cyclocross you, mm-hmm. i presume key you now you can jump off both sides of the bike left and right oh yeah yeah i actually had to learn to jump off the side that was not not quite normal for me <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah um cyclocross has been fantastic i, I love a good costume party <laughs> yes. um, and particularly dirty deeds often has costumes yeah, yeah. i've really enjoyed them no dirty deeds know how to bring the party mm-hmm. to well, the, something about they, riding they a bike and dressing do. up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think it is about um melbourne dirt that was worked for you it was so um oh what is it that worked for me um I think I'm a very socially driven person and I think uh in discussions that I've had um with a lot of people about um well well kind of what brings into cycling and what the the value of this community is is that um people people want to do these things and often they just don't know who to do it with and they feel like oh maybe my friends aren't really into this um um, my advice is actually talk to your friends to ascertain firstly that they're not into this. I think a lot of us are very um, shyly going about our lives and not saying like, oh, let's let's just jump on our bike and, and ride up Mount Macedon and you know, put yeah. your bike on the V-line, go. Um, but I, I think just definitely having a community of people and somebody you can drop into on a Sunday and say, oh, look, I'm going to go for a ride on the Yarra Trails. Who wants to come? And usually you'll get um, quite a few people who put their hands up to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned you were socially driven, mm. so it's it's not like the technology that attracts you or do you, the no. the gear. Or, no, and that's yeah. one of the, uh, the, the greatest things about cycling is that you know I have a rattly old cutie community that um, is is still still doing me very well after many years, and yeah. um, I, I remember one of some of my first bikepacking experiences were. Um, you know what many people would consider to be totally inappropriate and um you know with big loaded up backpacks or things kind of strapped um (laughs) maybe not as securely as they should be to the bike but the point is that you you don't actually need the stuff you can just do it um um you can kind of whip together if you've got a sewing machine yeah um uh, you know some bags for your bike you can do it very cheaply um yeah Yeah. um it's not the gear it's it's definitely the people yeah Mm -hmm. So when we're out in the mountains, how much do you botanise? Uh, <laughs> um, I um, uh, I don't botanise as much uh, as I want to, to be honest. So, and I was just kind of saying that um, on part of the Vic Divide, um, the Victorian Alps are spectacular and everybody yeah. who likes plants should definitely go up there in the summertime at some point. Um, but I, I have this terrible uh, kind of disappointing memory of doing the stonefly ascent um which is kind of on the top of mount bulla um in the most recent vic divide and i knew i I was so excited i was looking forward to going there to see the plants and i actually do not recall seeing any of them at all Um, i will go back i will see those flowers don't go hammer and tongs next time (laughs) the touring version (laughs) and so how do you get from a cyclocross event mm. to 550 kilometres across the mm. oh, great oh, dividing yes. range. Um, how do I get from a cyclocross event? Um, I think that part of uh, cyclocross has been one of the best things to have happened to me in my life um, in terms of feeling... Um, you know that that fire in the competition that I thought was going to make me a monster, but it really <laughs> hasn't. It, you know... Um, 
it's made me feel very empowered. And so through cyclocross and, you know, that exertion, I've, I've started to think a, a bit more about challenging myself and seeing, you know, how far I can go and finding my limits. And um, so when um, Lewis was planning this route, I started thinking, oh, you know, what if I wonder if I can. And um, so I set out not knowing if I actually could do it um but I, I haven't found my limit yet I've fin- I finished um so yeah who knows um where my limits are I'm gonna c- keep going until I find them and that's an important thing I think be feeling able to set out without knowing that you'll even finish yes you know like we we kind of assume the people doing these things have this confidence or certainty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you know we I guess we probably tend to hear from the ones who do. Yes. Um, but it is all right to also say, well, I'll just see. Yes, you know. and that is a significant barrier to getting into the sport. I know that was a barrier for me, um, thinking, oh, I'm not, I, I'm not fit enough, I'm not fast enough, yeah. um, uh, you know, I, and kind of jumping into the Melbourne Dirt community is showing yeah. me that, no, like you don't have to have any experience on a bike. You can just kind of come along. Um, and there are many groups um, uh, who, who do kind of um, have this really accessible vibe for cycling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you don't need to be confident on a bike <laughs> to, to take up the sport. Absolutely not. But I, sometimes I think then um, you're just talking about then, Key, mm. you become a little bit more fitter or a little bit more confident about mm. things. It changes the way then you approach other things. You're looking for a new limit. Yes. Because you've, you've plateaued, I'm not plateaued, but you've, <laughs> you've walked it to a limit that you didn't think you'd get to. Now everything yeah. opens up again. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And outside of cycling too. I mean, I know yeah. it's a something that gets said a lot, especially in Australia where people are quite interested in sport, but it, it is – it doesn't have to be competitive sport, that, that idea and doing an activity that pushes you against boundaries. You, you do t- take that elsewhere and think, oh, well, okay, now I know what it's like to mm. yeah. do that. Absolutely. Kia, what was the best meal on the uh, Lewis's ride? <laughs> you know, I think I did a really good job. Um, <laughs> I love camping and I love going to see what other people take. Um, and I, I actually, it, almost my entire um, seat post bag was filled with food and I ate very well. Um, <laughs> except for that one night I had me goring. I'm, I'm, I'm not proud of it, but yeah, I needed it. <laughs> what did you have? I, I made some noodles. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> And so were you riding by yourself most of the way or did you find another rider to ride with? Or? Yeah, so I actually did all of my training rides alone um, because it's not something that I'm accustomed to doing and I thought that I was going to be doing most of the Victivide um, by myself. But, yeah, on the first day I found myself riding at about the same pace um, as somebody mm-hmm. else and, um, yeah, we kind of stuck together through the whole thing and that was, yeah, it was oh, that's a cool. beautiful that's cool. and unexpected experience. And yeah. definitely by the end of the day you kind of get to um, – you know, you get to the campsite and there are some other people there um, or, you know, you just kind of, um, you know, crisscross with others. Yeah. And it's yeah. Just, um, even if you are riding on your own, it does feel like a, this beautiful sense of community yeah. um, knowing that there are other people out there. Out and, there. Um, some sweet little stories that come out of those <laughs> characters as well. It's interesting. I mean, this is part of the thing that's happened in cycling. I remember reading articles about this, you know, France mid between the wars, mm-hmm. you get a group of people who catch up doing the same things, but there's no, they're not 
from the same demographic in normal mm. life, but mm-hmm. actually now this creates this little community. Yeah, and the great thing is that the community is not limited to cyclists. Um, one of the great thing about um, coming towards the end of the pack is that um, by the time we had arrived in the towns, um, all of the other riders, well, most of the other riders had come through, and so people were approaching us on the street to be like, oh, you're one of the Big Divide riders. <laughs> um, it was this beautiful kind of connection between cyclists and non-cyclists. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I really enjoyed having having people approach me and ask me about um, this yeah. bikepacking trip. <laughs> and what was your favourite part of the ride? Oh, what was so. my favourite? Oh, it's so silly to say, but um, finishing. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on that concrete bike path through Wodonga oh, next to the freeway. That yeah. last 100, 100 metres. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, but is there a part of Victoria where you, I mean, I know you said, mm-hmm. you know, at Buller, you didn't really notice the things you thought mm. you would, but was there a part where you just thought, wow, this is incredible? Yes, and- the, the Yarra Ranges. I, I had no idea of the extent of them, um, and that doesn't mean that we should stop the fight um, to, to end deforestation in the state. We really yeah. do need to get going on that, but um, I, I really... I, I was surprised that you could spend almost an entire day feeling like you were just in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. and so close to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm. So um, if anyone's interested in hearing more about uh, the Victoria Divide 550 and your experience, there's a couple of events you're going to be uh, speaking at coming up. Yes, yes. So um, this Wednesday night at Commuter Cycles, we're um, going to be together on a panel um, (laughs) for the the week of International Women's Day. So we're going to be talking about um, women on bikes then and now which I think is going to be a fantastic discussion. And then a couple of weeks later, um, also at Commuter Cycles, we're doing a slide night um, about the Victoria Divide 550. With several riders yes. from uh, yeah. the ride talking about their different experiences. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll have the details for those events. Yeah. And it's online. a good way to actually – did you go to any of the slide nights beforehand? Um, I have. I went to the hunt slide night. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I've got some ideas. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just the ride. Now you've got to sell the ride. I mean, not, you know, I don't mean sell it, but, no. you know, being able to talk about it to a group of people, mm-hmm. you'll find three or four other people who will look at it and say, mm. I can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's, it is that thing where it's important to see as many people as possible doing it so that you look at someone and go, oh, yeah, okay, maybe uh, – I could too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you are um, we moving on to events? No, sorry. I've missed out. <laughs> well, no, that's okay. <laughs> well, um, the, yeah, there's the, this Wednesday the 6th at Commuter yes. Cycles is the International Women's Day panel, which will be Pepper Cook, Kia and myself talking about um, – Women in the 1890s right up until today and the ways in which riding a bike has uh, helped them change the world. And also coming up. Coming up, if you want another barrier to push (laughs) yourself against, the uh, World Naked Bike Ride is on again every year. It's on twice a year, I think, both on the um, uh, getting close to But this is the 16th of March. 12 o'clock, I think you'll find this on Facebook. You'll find it everywhere, everywhere, yep. everywhere. The other thing to note is that it's now a Saturday and not a Sunday, which will change things a little bit. 
And it seems to be undergoing a resurgence. It would be good to see it get back up in the numbers again with a it good, would be. strong uh, field. Yeah, it would be. Uh, and um, interesting in some ways, actually, the naked bike ride does more than just take away people out of demographics. It actually strips them of all their signifiers. Nice T-shirts, <sighs> kooky T-shirts. Yep. Now all of a sudden, you're just mammals with... Cl- Without clothes. (laughs) (laughs) The other mammals. The other mammals. And and if you do need something to do, I'd very much encourage you to go along. It's a good event. Don't be put off by all the cameras. (laughs) (laughs) What? And um, also, as we mentioned, coming up on the 20th of March is um, at Commuter Cycles is the wrap-up of the inaugural Victoria Divide 550, which will feature Kia talking again and also others from the field talking about their experience riding it for the first time with Lewis. So uh, well worth um, getting along to. And that's all we have time for today. 3CR relies on the support of its listeners to stay on the air. So we'd encourage you to subscribe, especially at the moment. We're in the middle of our subscriber drive all to make a donation. Coming up next is... Jailbreak. Welcome, sulfur dioxide. Hello, carbon monoxide. The air, the air is everywhere. Breathe deep while you sleep. Breathe deep, bless you. Alcohol bloodstream. Save me, nicotine lungs. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.